Exodus chapter 4, if you have your Bibles. Thank you to this praise team for coming, rehearsing this afternoon, this music team for working most of the day today, leading us into the presence of the Lord. I say along with Brother Brandon how thankful we are for all of our guests being here tonight. God bless you. I look forward to meeting you after service. Exodus chapter 4, and I'm just going to read four verses here, the first four verses of Exodus, the fourth chapter. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, It's a rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast the rod on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. Don't anybody get nervous. This is a baptistry over here. It's not a snake box. We're not breaking out snakes tonight, all right? And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. Moses is one bad dude. I have all respect for him. And he put forth his hand, and he caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. Now, this is a strange title, I suppose, for this text. I hope I can bring all of these thoughts that spin around in my head and bounce around in my head. See, when you have a lot of room up there, empty space, thoughts can just echo and bounce through your mind. So I'm going to try to bring all these thoughts together tonight. And I'm going to preach a miracle with your name on it. A miracle with your name on it. Would you pray with me right now? Father, we need your help tonight to deliver what you have placed into my spirit. And God, what you have laid upon my heart to speak to this congregation. Man, woman, and boy, or girl in this room tonight, Lord, I pray that the power of the Holy Ghost speaks into every life, every mind, every heart. And we walk out of this place, oh Lord, knowing for sure, God, that you have done a real work in our lives. Release the power of the Holy Ghost to perform what you want to do in this house tonight. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. A miracle with your name on it. The miracle of the loaves and fish happened at the hands of the disciples. Now, I'm not sure that they understood it. I, I'm certain that they could not have understood it because miracles were no more common then than at any other point in history. They couldn't have even known it until after the fact of what God had done. Is it possible that the miracle of the loaves and the fish happened without the disciples even realizing what was transpiring and taking place? Because I believe when the Lord said, bring the lad with the lunch, I believe the response back for that was Lord all, all, he's, all he's got is just 
a little bit of bread and a little bit of fish is certainly not enough to feed this multitude. Nevertheless, at the word of God, they responded. And I'm sure that they could not have understood it or even know until God was completed and finished with the miracle. How many miracles do we miss out on because we are not obedient to what God speaks into our life or speaks into our spirit? And we're waiting until we understand it before we do the basic things that the Lord said. Go get the lad. Break the bread. Put it in the baskets. Go go put it. And none of it made sense. Some of us would have folded our arms and said, nope, not going to do it. You're not going to make an idiot out of me. Well, I just speak in real terms sometimes. But then when they took up the leftovers, there was more left over than what they started with. Reason that one out for me. Figure that one out on the calculator. God performed a miracle during between the time of his first conversation with them and the time it was over. And they could not have realized the measure of the miracle until they were done. And I believe God was sending a message to the disciples to say, by the way, if the crowd was larger, there's still enough to keep going around. They started with five loaves and two fish divided between 12 baskets. But when they were done, there's 12 baskets full. Could it be that God had already released a miracle for them before he ever started? I think so. Could it be that God has already released a miracle with your name on it? But since we haven't seen the first stage of the miracle, we're still sitting back wondering if God's going to ever know where we are. And we're going to feel sorry for ourselves because we've been on the hillside all day listening to long preaching. And nothing comes out and, 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 and equates to where we think it ought to be. But I believe that the miracle that God has for your life is already put together, already planned out. You're never waiting on God. God is always waiting on us. Before the miracle ever happened, the Lord told them, now there's some things you have to do. When you do what I am telling you to do, when you get to the end of your doing, you're going to understand that it was a miracle that happened at your hands. Maybe God is waiting for you and I to operate in a realm of faith before we receive what he has planned for our life. On exile from Egypt, Moses had adapted to the life of a nomadic shepherd watching the flock of his father-in-law. He now had forgotten that God had spared his life as a child. He wasn't even remembering that it was God's plan in the first place that put him in Pharaoh's palace. 
He wasn't considering that in everything that he had gone through, from his childhood all the way through his life, that it was one miracle after another that he even made it through. He was supposed to have died as a baby, but God spared him because he had a plan for his future. And by the way, he not only lived and just got by, but he thrived in Pharaoh's palace and learned the ways of Pharaoh's palace because God had a plan to send him back to the palace and be the spokesperson for God himself. Could it be that everything you have been through in life has been attached to a miracle? But you never realized that your name was attached to a miracle? And you thought that it was life and you thought it was hardship and struggle. When the Lord is saying, I have a miracle that I have been performing in your life since your childhood, setting you up for your future. But until I get you through the process, you're never going to get to the promise. But when you go through the process, there is a promise that you're going to realize God had your name attached to the miracle all that time. Moses wasn't considering that God had a purpose greater than his momentary reality. Your momentary reality is designed by your creator. God orchestrated it from the beginning. Wait a second. I don't want to serve any God that's allowed me to go through the junk that I've had to go through in my life. Shame on us. Because the scripture says he's working everything for our good. And he's allowing some things to go into your life for the trial of your faith because he is preparing you for something that you could never be able to enjoy or walk in because if you don't end up in the bull rush and you don't end up having to live outside of your family and home and end up with a stepmom to take care of you, you're never going to end up in a palace, Moses. You've got to go through some stuff that you didn't have anything to do with because God is preparing you for where he is taking you to and what he intends to do in your life. But now, he's at another point. Now all that Moses can see was the barrenness of the backside of a Midian desert. God interrupted his mediocre existence with an unusual occasion of bush burning with fire and not being consumed. There's some weird stuff that happened. Some unexplainable things that happened. The reason is, is because we can get so caught up in our mundane life 
Did it take some miracle as a burning bush to get our attention and for us to even believe that it's the voice of God that speaks something into our spirit? Can I drop back to last Sunday night and remind you that God still performs miracles at the hands of his people? And the first voice you hear is the voice of God. The second is the voice of your flesh. The third is the voice of Satan saying, See, when you didn't respond to the first and the second voice, I told you it was right for you not to do what God said do. And we get caught up in the mundane Midian desert experience of life. And God has to send a miracle and perform it before us for us to realize, oh, this really is God speaking to me. It really is God getting ready to tell me that I've got a better plan for your future than what I have done in your past. The King Eternal, God Almighty Spoke directly to Moses. God instructed Moses to take off his sandals because he was standing on holy ground. After Moses heard the voice of God, he then decided that he would argue with God after a burning bush, a miraculous survival. He asked Moses, Moses, what is in your hand? Well, it's a rod. I'm a shepherd. I'm in the desert. I'm tending sheep. It's what I need for survival. I herd the sheep with it. I count the sheep with it. I drive off wolves with it. It's everything that I need. My hands are full. Can you not see that I have everything that I need? But I don't have any more than what I need. I'm just getting by. I've got all the baggage that I need to get through life. I've got my job, got my bank account, got my routine, even have a few hobbies in here. That's all right. Everybody needs some. I got everything that I need, he says. Why don't you throw it down? It's easy for you to say. God, you're asking me to throw down what I need to do the job that I have to do in life. Throw it down. What's in your hand, Moses? It's a stick. It's my survival. Throw it down. Perhaps what Moses didn't know at that time was that, about, was that God was about to use what he already had in his hand 
to bring about a miracle. God tells him to throw it down. Could it be that when we throw down what we already have in our hand, that God will throw down what he already has in his hand? God used what Moses already had in his hand to bring about a miracle. With a rod, the people were brought up out of Egypt. It may be that God has already placed a miracle in your hand. Perhaps what you don't know is there's a miracle in your hand. But as long as you cling to it, God can't do anything with it. You've got to throw it down before the miracle can, make, can do what the miracle is supposed to do. But it may be that God has a miracle in His hand with your name on it, but He's not going to release His miracle until you release. Your miracle. Well, it's not much of a miracle. You ought to have died as a child. You ought, to, you ought to have been killed in the car accident. The disease ought to have taken you out. It is a miracle that you are here. Your family ought to already be broken apart. You should have never made it to where you are. You should have already died. You all, he's already put a miracle in your life. All he's saying is throw it down. Listen, with that rod, Moses struck the waters of the Nile River and they turned to blood. With that rod, God brought the plague of frogs up out of the waters on the Egyptians. With that rod, Moses struck the dust and, the, and God brought forth the plague of gnats. With that rod, fire came down out of heaven. With that rod, a plague of locusts was brought forth. With that rod, the Red Sea was divided. With that rod, Moses struck the rock and the water came forth with that rod held high. Israel's warriors prevailed in battle. And to think that Moses said, it's just a rod, that's all I got. But with God, it was just a test. So my challenge for you, ladies and gentlemen, number one, I'm going to present three challenges to you right now. My challenge is for the church to fast and pray this week. Fast doesn't start the next week. I'm not going to do it. I'm asking you. Don't wait till next week. We need a miracle. I'm asking you to fast and pray that God will change the mind of the decision makers. Ah. Number two, I'm going to ask you to release what God has put in your hand. And number three, I'm going to ask you to trust God to throw down what is in his hand 
that already has our name written on it. Here's what I believe. I believe that in this house tonight, there are miracles. I believe right here in this house tonight that there are breakthroughs that you have never there are levels of breakthroughs in the spirit that you have never gone to that God is about to take somebody to. I believe that in this house tonight that there are healings that have had your name on it and God is about to release what is in his hand to this congregation. The issue is, is we don't want to start praising him until we receive it and get on the tail end of it and can look back and say, hey, that was a miracle. Hey, look what God has done. But we've got to start thanking him and praising him now. Because when I look back over my life, I realize that what doesn't seem like too much that's had my name written on it for a long time. It doesn't look like too much, but it's a miracle that I'm even here. I'm going to put some praise out in the atmosphere tonight because it was God that brought us this far. And it's God that's going to see us through. Come on, from the front of this building to the back of this building. Why don't somebody start letting some praise out and start thanking him because I see in heaven a miracle that's got my name written on it, a breakthrough that's got my name written on it, a healing that's got my name written on it. If I could persuade you tonight to believe that God has a miracle for you, if you really believed it and you really would thank Him and you really would praise Him like He's about to release it in heaven, I got the faith to believe that it would happen. Somebody give Him high praise in the house. And all Jochebed had in her hand was a little straw, but she wove it into a basket to shelter Moses. All Miriam had in her hand was a tambourine, but she used it to lead the people of God to celebrate God's faithfulness. All Hannah had in her hand was a small child, but when she gave him to God, he became a great prophet. All Ruth had in her hand was a stalk of grain, but God used it to sustain her life and her family. All the little boy had was a sack lunch and Jesus used it to feed 5,000. You may not feel like you've got anything, but honey, you got a praise on tonight. You got some praise you can bring on tonight. You got some praise you can send up tonight. I don't have much to give. 
You know why it's hard to clap our hands? Because we're holding on to too much. Let it go. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Yes. Yes. Listen. There's a miracle in this room with my name on it. There's a healing in this room. I said there's a healing in this room. And it's got my name on it. So, I'm going to put a praise on it. Well, there's a miracle in this room with my name on it. And there's a healing in this room. And it's here for me. Do you believe it? Somebody needs to declare tonight. Well, there's a breakthrough in this room. And it's got my name on it. I just want you to let that get in your spirit. So I'm going to put a praise on it. Come on with everything you have in your spirit right now. Whatever it is that you need. If you have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, There is so much power in this atmosphere right now. If you will repent of your sins right now and ask the Lord to forgive you. We have water right here and we are ready to baptize you. They're rolling it back right now. We have robes in the back. We have a dressing room there. You can go and change and we'll baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is a promise, which is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And it is the greatest thing that you've ever received in your life. It's better than anything you've ever experienced, better than anything that you have ever done. And you receive the Holy Ghost when you start putting a praise on your promise. And all you got to do is just begin to praise Him. I was God's credit customer because I received the Holy Ghost before I was baptized in Jesus' name. I lifted my hands and I said, God, forgive me from all of my sins, everything that I've done, all of my filth and shame and ignorance and wrongdoings. I want you to forgive me. 
And then I lifted my hands and began to put a praise in the atmosphere. And the Holy Ghost came down and I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. And I want you to know in this atmosphere tonight, somebody can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost right where you are. All you got to do is throw your hands in the air and start putting a praise on it. Because he's already made a way. The miracle is already yours. There's some people that need a healing tonight. There's some of you that haven't had a breakthrough in a long time. And God wants to give you a breakthrough in the house tonight. All over this room, front to back, let's take a few minutes and begin to just put praise up in the atmosphere. With everything that we have, begin to magnify him. Begin to praise him. Begin to lift up his name. And I believe that miracles are going to be released in this house tonight. Miracles are going to be released in this house right now. have a need in your life that requires a miracle, I want you to put your hand real high in the air. If you have a need in your life that requires a miracle, hold, hold your hand as high in the air as you possibly can. I want every child of God in this room that sees somebody with a hand raised real high, I want you to move over. If you, if you have faith, I want you to move over to where they are. I want you to connect with them. I want you to just get close to them where you can lay a hand on them, agree with them, believe with them. Are you ready? Are you ready? There's going to be a breakthrough in the atmosphere. Come on, this is going to require some work. This is spiritual work. I want you to find somebody with their hand lifted high. Don't lift your hand in worship just yet. I'm going to release you to do that in a minute. 
I want to see those that have their hands raised. I want everybody with a hand raised to have somebody with faith to get close to them. Get out of the aisle. Move, move, move around. Get to where they are. Nobody's standing looking around. We're going to pray one for another. If you need a miracle in your life, lift up your hand. If you need the Holy Ghost, lift up your hand. If you've never received the baptism of the Spirit of God and you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, lift up your hand. Somebody will come to where you are. Look for that lifted hand. Get to where they are. I want you to pray for them with everything that you have. And then after you pray for them with everything you have, I want you to together begin to rejoice and see the miracle already have their name written on it. And I want you to rejoice with them because God is releasing it in heaven. He said whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Right now by the authority of the word of God. And by the power that is in the name of Jesus. I release miracles, signs and wonders, healings, breakthroughs, financial blessing to be released in heaven to fall upon this congregation right now. Come on, put a praise on it. Come on, put a praise on it. Throw down what you have. Throw down what you have. Throw down what you have. And put a praise on it. 